Hi, Smarties. Welcome to the Learn Smarter Podcast. Today, Steph and I are going to talk about one of the simplest tricks in the book. But before we get into that, we just wanted to remind you that there are many ways that you can work with us. One of the ways that we love to work with you is with coaching. So if you are a educational therapist, a learning specialist, or a highly motivated teacher who is looking to either make a tremendous impact on your business and or the lives of your clients, you are our favorite type of coaching client. To learn more about our coaching packages, you can go to our website, www.learnsmarterpodcast.com. And you can also go to our individual websites to learn more there as well. Also, there are other ways to work with us that you can learn about on the website. Back to the episode. Today, we are going to dig into what a graphic organizer is and how they help writers. Let's dig in. You want to learn faster, but sometimes working harder is just not the answer. You have to learn smarter. The Educational Therapy Podcast. Hi, Smarties. Welcome to episode 128 of Learn Smarter, the Educational Therapy Podcast. I'm Stephanie Pitts. And I'm Rachel Cap. And before we get into it. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to tell our audience. It is 1144 in the morning right now. We logged into our Zoom at 1030. Uh-huh. But to be fair, we also haven't talked in over a week. No, we haven't seen each other. We haven't talked really in over a week because I was in Palm Springs with my husband and brother and sister-in-law for a week. We rented a house. I could write a novel about how strange this house was, but whatever. We had a great time. We did record our podcast while we were there, but we had a guest. So Steph and I really haven't caught up that much. And I really wish we had just hit record when we logged into the Zoom, because honestly, I think our Patreon listeners would have really enjoyed our wide ranging conversation where we discussed the Americans at length because I've been dying for Steph to watch it. And she's finally about halfway through with it almost. What else did we talk about, Steph? I don't even know. It was so many different things. Apothecary jars. Okay. (laughs) So... Steph, you know those little jars that you hold Q-tips and like cotton balls and I guess you put your hair thingies in there? (laughs) (laughs) I didn't hear you. Please put that on the Patreon. (laughs) You guys, that was so funny because Adam came in behind and waved at me and I waved back. And then he put his hand on on Rachel's shoulder and she just jumped. Okay. <laughs> I need to recalibrate. That was a lot just now. Back to the episode. Okay. So you know those jars where you put like cotton balls and Q-tips and hair ties and you just like have them as storage in the bathroom. So Steph broke one. They're glass. They're glass. And with the top on it. Steph broke one over the weekend. And so she's telling me about this. And I'm like, I already see where this story is going. And she's like, they're called apothecary jars. And I was like, that totally makes sense. I know exactly what you're talking about, but I've literally never heard it called that before. Anyway, we just did about 15 minutes on these apothecary jars. I live with a comedian, so I time our conversations out the way he times out a set. And she went on and on and on. Well, Steph, do you want to tell the people your problems? Okay, so my problem was that I went in to go buy a new one, and they're different now, but... First, I told them apothecary jars, and they didn't know what I meant. And then I was trying to describe it, 
and they still didn't know what I meant. Yeah. And they kept thinking it was like all these different things. And so it was a while until they finally like pointed me in the right direction because I didn't want to wander the store looking for them. And there is a reason why she didn't just order it online, which I said is what a normal person would do. Because it'll come while I'm out of town and then it'll get stolen. Right. And I just wanted it. (laughs) And I started the conversation with you saying, do you know what an apothecary jar is? That was my first question. And I said, I think I know what you're talking about, but I've never heard it called that. Yeah. So anyway, I went on to show her that actually Pottery Barn, the title of the item is called Apothecary Jar. Well, but you weren't at Pottery Barn. You went to Crate and Barrel. I know. They call it canisters. Okay. I wouldn't know what to Google. You know what? Let's imagine the reverse scenario. And I wanted to get some of those jars. Yeah. And in the reverse scenario, what I would have done is I would say, hey, you know those things that are glass with a top on it? What are they called? And you would have known. Uh But I knew as soon as she started the story with, do you know what they are? I'm like, whoever she interacted with did not know what they were called. (laughs) And I never called like that before. And I feel like that's not a commonly... It's not. I agree with you. I 100% agree with you. It is not a common name, but... But you feel like the Crate and Barrel people should have known. I don't... I mean, a canister? A canister is like metal, not glass. Well, isn't the top metal? That's what I'm imagining. No, it's glass. The whole thing is glass. Okay, hold on. Let me go Google it really fast. Oh, these are cute. These are totally cute. Yes, that's exactly what it is. I love the little tops. That's adorable. Me too. Okay, but in my mind, I thought it was like a metal top. Right. That to me would be a canister. These are on sale right now. Should I get them? Maybe. It was just like a whole back and forth about like trying to figure out what I was saying. And but I at couldn't... the end of the day, didn't you just have to describe it to them? I did. But then she thought I was talking about something that was for cooking. And I was like, no, you put cotton balls in it. And then she was like, oh, just go to the bathroom section. <laughs> so then I went to the bathroom section. And sometimes and I found it's best them. of luck to you. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> so that was that. That's the story. So if anything you take away today, your new vocabulary word is apothecary jar. Plus, I think it's kind of fun to say apothecary. Well, you've watched Schitt's Creek, right? I haven't watched all of it. So I want you to oscillate between the Americans when you're in the mood for it and Schitt's Creek when you need something a little lighter. Yeah, it's on the list. Maybe on the plane. I think that might happen. I wouldn't watch the Americans on the plane. <laughs> That's just No, not me. the Americans. Schitt's Creek on the plane. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Schitt's Creek is perfect for the plane, I feel like. Yeah. But the Americans can be a little explicit, and I would be uncomfortable watching that on a plane. Yes. However, nobody's sitting anywhere near you because of social distancing. Great. angle the ipad and i'm I'm just having a day you guys can you tell i'm just having a day it's okay let me ask you this we've been talking about you getting a new ipad well really what we're talking about is both of us getting new ipads but the way things work in our world is steph gets them figures everything out figures which apps and what i need and then tells me and i go and i buy it and it's like set up the next day are you going to get the new ipad before you go on that trip i'm gonna tell you no because they probably won't release it. Oh, okay. But if they release it, you'll have it delivered to Fabian's house. Oh, I didn't even think of that. Oh, I did. That could happen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> 
have it delivered in Atlanta, you guys? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Anyway, I bet you they're going to tell us tomorrow when they release the new iPhones and the new iPads. Okay. Well, you're on it. And Prime Day tomorrow. It's all kinds of things tomorrow. I have so much stuff in my cart. In your cart? Yeah. Yeah. It's like, what have I wanted and just like marked for later? Yeah. And I'm like, because now it's the time. Yeah. All right. Back to the episode. Let's talk a little bit about graphic organizers, what they are, who they're good for, and why they're meaningful. And by the way, guys, we're linking all our previous episodes in the writing series in the show notes. So we're digging really, really specific today. But if you want some more general overview of how we sort of think and approach writing, definitely go back and listen to some of those episodes. So the reason that this episode was sparked is honestly the same reason about the apothecary jars. (laughs) There's something that people don't know what the name is. And when I have brought it up with parents, they don't know what I'm talking about. Okay. Nice segue. But it's true. That's where this came from. Yeah. And I remember back when I was in school, not really knowing what they were either because nobody had ever really explained them to me. Uh So here we go. This is just the nuts and bolts. So what are they? They're essentially pictures for writing. Mm Mm-hmm. That's the best way to describe it. Now, it's not little pictures like a kindergartner would make on a graphic organizer the same as a senior in high school. It's adapted for age, right? So any age can do it, and it's going to look different, but it's essentially the same thing. Can I give a visual example to kind of walk people through? Yes, please. So one of my all-time favorites, and maybe because it's like one of my favorite things to eat, is the hamburger. I love the hamburger. There's also the Oreo one. Oreo sounds interesting. Yeah. I'm going to have to go look up the Oreo one. I've never seen that one. But the hamburger, if you could visualize with me, you have the bun, you have the lettuce, you have the onion, you have the tomato, you have the meat. You forgot the cheese. Some people like cheese. I like cheese. I don't prefer tomato. Okay, yeah. And then you have the bottom half of the bun. So if you think about it and you're looking at it as if you're about to take a bite of it. Yeah. The bun on the top is the topic sentence. Then you have all the details inside, which are the lettuce, the onion, the tomato, the meat. And then you have the bottom half of the bun, which is the concluding sentence that sort of holds it all together. Yeah. And there's a great graphic. It's easy to Google hamburger graphic organizer. Mm -hmm. I use it all the time with younger students who need to learn paragraph structure. Right. And you can also use it for essay structure. Mm -hmm. So you can think of the top bun as the intro, the bottom of the bun as the conclusion, and the meat and all that in the middle are the body paragraphs. So are you looking up Oreo right now? I am, but I'm super into it because the Oreo one... There's so much cream in this Oreo (laughs) graphic organizer because that's the only part of it I like. Yeah. Well, okay. Put the link of one in there for people. Okay. I'll do it right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So like she said, they come in a variety of different shapes and sizes and there's bubbles and boxes and there's all these different things. You can get them online very easily. There's books that have them. If you get them online, you can download them. There's like packets and packets of free downloadables. Yeah. And so you can either print it out if you have a kid that needs physically to do pencil to paper or the kids that do better with filling it in, you can use a PDF filler and write stuff in there. Mm -hmm. You want to share our favorite PDF filler? It's called Cami with a K. Cami with a K. I love it. Okay, so how do they help? They really help with sort of getting the juices going, so to speak. 
They help with pre-writing. They help when you need to do a brain dump at the beginning. I just did this with a client last week, Steph, while I was on vacation, but still seeing clients. And she's like, I don't know what to write. I don't know what I think. And she had already written sort of a rough draft. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I'm just going to scratch this whole thing. I'm like, you never do that. And like, we never delete writing until we're turning in the final draft. And even then you should save it somewhere. Yeah. We've talked at length about how essential a brain dump is. And she had so many opinions that she didn't even realize that she had. And we were able to formulate it into questions that she could answer. And we've talked about these sort of strategies before, but taking the time to sort of understand the framework through the graphic organizer that we used was essential in her pre-writing process. Mm -hmm. I use this metaphor with the calendar and why we do the calendar so early on in the educational therapy process is because you can't get in the car and drive until you know where you're going Mm -hmm. and you can't start writing until you know what you're going to write. Yeah. And what you think. Yeah. And so graphic organizers really help students and learners figure out what they want to say. They chunk writing into manageable pieces. You know what the body paragraphs are going to be. You've already selected your sources and put them into the graphic organizer. You've already selected which quotes you're going to quote. And you put it in, in there. And it gives students purpose and direction for what they are going to write. Steph, what would you add? There are specific organizers that ask the five W's, and we've gone over that at length, right? You need to know what questions you're answering and what the W answers are. The other thing is, I remember as a kid, when my mom actually was teaching me to write an outline, it was very rigid. It was very much like the one and then the A indented and whatnot. And Mm -hmm. having a graphic organizer for these kids is so much more freeing. Yes. Because you can write all over the paper and make bubbles and it can look however you want it to look. And it doesn't need to be so rigid. For kids who need the visual to understand the picture, which stuff I would argue that's sort of you, right? 100% me, yeah. You need to know what the outcome is going to be, what it should look like in order for you to initiate the task. This is an essential step. And oftentimes, to be perfectly honest, kids want to skip this. They want to skip the pre-writing because, frankly, it's been really boring the way that they've done it and they don't see the connection. Yeah. It feels like an extra step. They just want to dig into it. Yeah. You know, students have a false understanding that they can just go from the prompt to the paragraph or the prompt to the essay. Yeah. And there's too many steps in between. And that's why they avoid because they don't even know how to navigate it. The graphic organizer is a great first step. hundred percent. And I think the other thing is when I've been working with students and having them write the topic sentence out, mm-hmm. you know, because so many kids struggle with um, shorthand mm-hmm. that they're basically writing sentences And then when we've completed the graphic organizer and actually pivot to writing the paragraph, Mm -hmm. they can copy and paste because it's already written. 100%. And they're so happy and relieved. They don't realize it doesn't feel so laborious. Yeah. Like when you're writing and you're just going from scratch. Insurmountable. And it's fun to go and select which graphic organizer you're going to use. You can absolutely use more than one. There's no rule about how many to use. But here's what I will do for the students. If you went back and listened to our episode, like the mistakes students who struggle with executive functioning make, we'll link that episode in the show notes. 
one of the things they love is staying in the research process. They also struggle with making decisions. So when using a graphic organizer, go ahead and give time limits and boundaries of how long they have to search online for one and how many graphic organizers they can use. So put some boundaries around it and some structure around the selection of a graphic organizer because there are so many awesome ones online. There's so many on Pinterest that you can get. Pinterest is like a never ending hole of trying to find (laughs) the free one. However, I highly recommend you just search graphic organizer PDF so you don't get brought up to Pinterest Yeah, or support some teachers who created some amazing ones on Teachers Pay Teachers, which is an awesome website. Lots of teachers use that website to like fund the things that they're paying for in the classroom typically. So, and it's affordable. And of course, the Oreo graphic organizer that I put in the show notes for our audience is from Pinterest. Yeah, of course it is. So, let's give them a quick example. Yeah. So, let's say we were doing a five paragraph essay that's a persuasive essay. Mm-hmm. For those of you that may not know, you're making an opinion and you're persuading your audience that that's the right opinion or to agree with you. So you could use a graphic organizer for, number one, figuring out what your opinion is, what order to put the paragraphs in, your sources. You can do the body paragraphs and do the hamburger and the intro and conclusion or one for each. There's so many different ways. We don't want you to get lost in how many different ways you can use them, but that's just an example. I would pick one that really stands out and really your learner connects with and start there. Perfect. Have a great week. Have a great week, Smarties.